Guilty Affliction Part 2 of the Fiends with Benefits series A Good Omens Fic Written by Verdant Valpis Read by Literarian Chapter 2 Summary Zira vents to people online. Crowley comes up with a risky solution. Zira miracled away his migraine with some annoyance. He couldn't help but think he'd suffered enough, and the throbbing in his temples, a natural consequence of spending the last hour sobbing into his settee, was simply adding insult to injury. The angel had spent so much time crying lately, always sequestered someplace quiet and private where he wouldn't bother Crowley with his grief. He'd done his grieving in private, believing it necessary, and it had come as a blow to realize it was because he couldn't trust his husband with his feelings at the moment. Not that it was Crowley's fault. The dark depression lashing at the demon was so heavy Zira couldn't help but sense it himself, pulling at his guardian senses with an urge to spring into battle at Crowley's defense. It was real, this pervasive darkness, and Crowley was drowning in it. So Zira had shelved his own feelings because that was the right and correct thing to do when one's husband was suffering. But Crowley was over that now. Zira had seen him through it. He'd done his part to help and Crowley had thanked him with betrayal and lies and cover-ups and the angel, stretched so bloody thin at this point, felt something inside him break. He fled, sequestered himself in his shop, demanded space from Crowley for the first time in a very long time, and he meant it. Yet even the bookshop couldn't offer Zira total solace. In a fit of defiance, the angel had created his very own Twitter account and invited Crowley's own human internet friends to follow him as well. Crowley had been having fun with these Twitter people, telling them all sorts of honest things about his life under the guise of role-playing. Crowley had explained to Zira that these people assumed he was a human pretending to be a demon, and as such he could be free to be completely honest. It had been cathartic for Crowley, and Zira had wondered if he too could find some peace on the platform. But no sooner had he left Crowley pouting in the cottage and Zira began getting messages asking him to consider Crowley's position in all this and reminding him that they belonged together. Perhaps Crowley didn't intend to turn his friends against Zira and they were being perfectly kind in their approach, 
but the angel still couldn't help but feel defensive. So he did something drastic and aired his own feelings out on the poor humans, feeling they ought to know his side of things too, unreliable as Crowley was. He sat at his computer and let himself type slowly and honestly in short little messages. I don't usually discuss personal matters so openly. I'm not the sort to vent my spleen to strangers. But since you all seem so well informed, particularly of Crowley's side of things, I feel the need to state my side, and it's nerve-wracking. I wasn't expecting Crowley to abduct his double from another dimension. Surely it would be ludicrous to expect that, even from Crowley. And yet he did it, fully expecting me to fix things. And I tried. I put my annoyance aside and focused on the good Crowley's actions brought about. And it was good to meet Red and Ass. It was painfully beautiful and confusing. I believed Crowley's explanation that he wanted to ensure Red and Ass became involved romantically. That it was something that should happen. That no matter the universe, Aziraphale and Crowley should be together. Perhaps it was hubris. Or maybe I'm deluding myself. It wasn't as though my motives were completely pure and noble. I was intrigued by Red. I was every bit as complicit as Crowley in Red's seduction. And I was all too happy to bring ass across the gap, as it were. I'm not sure exactly when the jealousy began. It seems horrendously vain, and I'm worried to admit it here, but for six thousand years I was the one who understood Crowley best. How could I possibly compete with another Crowley? And even that isn't the whole of it. Lord knows it felt good to have as around. Even when we disagreed, we understood one another. So it isn't as though I didn't see the appeal. I was afraid of Crowley's attachment to Red because of how strongly I was bonding with Az. And Red was so beautiful and alluring too. Addictive in a way. And I felt so guilty about my attraction to him when it started to grow into something altogether more profound. I could feel Crowley falling in love with them. And I was too. Meanwhile, poor Red and Ass were trying desperately to figure out what they were to each other, and here we were putting our agenda on them. It wasn't fair. Crowley and I have been together, in some way or another, for thousands of years. Who's to say that's what they want or need? 
and in their insecurity they kept looking to us for answers that they should be finding in themselves and in each other. It couldn't be healthy for them. They needed to walk their own path. We had to let them go. But that isn't to say it was easy to do. I loved them. I think I always will. We all agreed this was the best cause, although evidently two of us weren't being honest and had been making plans behind the scenes. I felt like an ogre for taking Red and Ass away from Crowley. But I love them too. And instead of mourning their loss, I set aside my feelings and focused on helping Crowley out of his depressive episode because that was now the immediate pressing thing. And just when I think perhaps things will even out for a bit, Crowley begins sleepwalking, weakening, acting strangely. And idiot that I am, I thought perhaps he was sick or under some sort of attack. That became the pressing thing. Then it turned out to be another of Crowley's own plots blowing up in his face. I told him how dangerous the portal was. I explained in great detail how destructive these things could be. He told me he understood. He lied to me and wedged the portal open anyway. I don't doubt that Crowley feels badly. I don't doubt that he's suffering. He always feels badly when these things splash back on him. He hates it when I'm upset and angry. He's always very sorry. And then he does the next ridiculous, selfish, dangerous, hurtful thing. So this time I'm taking a moment to mourn two people I love. I need to process this loss. I feel depleted and I'm just not strong enough to help Crowley through whatever pressing thing he's in today. I'm wrung out. I'm sorry, I can't be stronger. Zira sniffed, reviewing what he'd sent. It felt like such a monstrous overshare, and his cheeks burned with embarrassment as he typed a final tweet apologizing for his poor manners. He considered deleting the mess, but decided to keep it. There was a freedom in the strange pretending. This character who was really himself. It seemed it granted Zira a sense of separation that let him be more honest than he might have otherwise been. It let him see the ugliness behind his emotional exhaustion, behind the hurt and anger. He felt guilty. Guilty for loving someone other than his husband. 
Guilty for letting that love slip away. Guilty for missing Crowley being Crowley and stopping it before it got this far. Yet, despite this guilt, he struggled to separate it from the parts he wasn't responsible for. The anger over Crowley's betrayal still burned, complicating his other feelings as he tried and failed to process them. The anger was only compounded when Crowley began a campaign of harassment over the next several hours, sending ridiculous pictures and pleas and demands until Zira was forced to vanish his mobile. Crowley had woken up on the floor several hours after Zira had left. His neck hurt, giving him something to focus on other than the heavy stillness of the cottage. There was an eeriness to the place now that he didn't like at all. Zira had stormed off, and the portal was closed forever, and his home felt weird. It was a perfect time to get drunk. The night passed in a blur, convincing his Twitter friends that he was fine, while being definitely quite fine, dancing to too loud music and joking with people online. As the bottles depleted, so did Crowley's energy, until he fell asleep in the midst of packing boxes. He had decided to start a new life on his own under the coffee table. The hangover was intense, and Crowley found himself unable to miracle it away, his powers still depleted even hours after the portal had been closed. This offering further proof of the angel being right infuriated Crowley, giving him the energy he needed to clean the cottage top to bottom. Cleaning usually cleared the demon's mind. It was a moving meditation, a sense of bringing order to disorder. It was soothing when nothing else would soothe him. This time, however, it only served to help Crowley order his own disorderly thoughts, and he didn't like the picture they revealed when the puzzle pieces were finally assembled. This was his fault. Zira was really hurt this time. He might not be able to fix this one. Crowley sighed as he replaced the hoover back to the closet. His brain was aching and needed water and food. He'd figure out what to do about all this after that. He brought his laptop to the kitchen and put the kettle on to boil as he drank a glass of cold water. He cut up some avocado and spread it on toast, feeling slightly better as he flipped open the laptop. He winced as he saw Twitter had been left open, and winced again when he realized Zira had stopped by while he was sleeping and seen his drunk tweets. 
Worse still, the angel had created his own account and people were actually following him. Bollocks, Crowley grumbled. There went his venting space. How was he supposed to talk about Zira when Zira was online and knew where to look for him? Bollocks, he sighed again when he realized Zira hadn't let this stop him. I don't usually discuss personal matters so openly. Crowley read Zira's accounting several times as his tea went cold beside him. He chewed his lip as a gnawing dread hollowed him out. I feel depleted. I'm wrung out. Angel, Crowley whispered, hating himself for letting his husband go through this alone. He couldn't believe Zira felt that any of this could possibly be his fault. He wouldn't have had to send Red and S home if Crowley hadn't brought them here in the first place. I'm just not strong enough to help Crowley through whatever pressing thing he's in today. Wow. Zira sure had Crowley's number, eh? It was always bloody something with him. And the worst part was that his powers were still on the fritz. If his husband decided to come home to try to work things out, Crowley would have to tell him he still wasn't back to normal. He didn't know how to fix his powers. Just another mess of his own making that Zira would feel obliged to help Crowley through at the expense of himself. It wasn't fair. No, the fair thing at this point would be for Crowley to solve his own problem and give Zira the break he desperately needed. Maybe he could go back to Mayfair for a while and figure it out. Or maybe he just needed to revisit hell and get some fresh infernal energy transfusion straight from the source. Of course, then he'd run the risk of Zira coming back to find him gone, and that wouldn't do. He'd have to leave a note explaining, and that would lead them both to what Crowley didn't want. Zira feeling once again obliged to fix Crowley's mess. He could always come up with another excuse, of course, but at this point lying was such a spectacularly bad idea, even Crowley couldn't honestly consider it. After some thought and two more tall glasses of water, Crowley made a decision. He'd go somewhere else to fix his powers and explain it all and his reasons for doing this alone in a note. That way, if he was gone and back again before Zira returned home, the angel wouldn't have to fret over it. And if he wasn't, well, at least they wouldn't be able to argue. Unless he just summons you home like the bratty demon you are. 
Crowley thought miserably. This was a very plausible scenario, given how badly Crowley had damaged Zira's trust. Why should the angel believe Crowley could solve anything on his own without making an even greater mess? Bloody hell, that would be humiliating. Crowley rubbed his face with his palms, stressed beyond measure, when he was struck by a sudden solution. If Zira's ability to summon him was the only drawback to the plan, then the simplest solution was to get rid of Zira's ability to summon him, or at least give Crowley a choice whether to go or not. Surely the angel couldn't fault him for wanting a choice. And then Crowley could prove that he was willing and able to fix his own mistakes without dragging Zira into the fray. He could put the angel first, dote on him the way he deserved. Let him relax while Crowley took care of things for a change. Crowley could prove he was worth all the terrible shite he'd put his husband through. He'd be there for him. He'd make it up to him. He'd be good from now on. Crowley grabbed his keys, high on optimism, already typing a destination in Scotland into his GPS. Jeremy had a collection of spell books that might have what Crowley was looking for. Crowley would fix this, even if that meant preventing Zira from fixing it for him. He just had to help the angel fight his nature. It was for his own good, and with any luck, he wouldn't need to know. There wouldn't be many instances of Zira summoning him when Crowley wouldn't want to go. This was just for special emergency situations, that's all. He's always very sorry. And then he does the next ridiculous, selfish, dangerous, hurtful thing. Crowley frowned as he remembered those words. Zira had his number all right. But even if there was a risk of this hurting, he still had to try. It would be worth it if he could solve this all on his own. And Zira wanted space, right? Something came up. Gotta take a quick trip to Scotland. Shouldn't be more than a few days. A week tops. Got my mobile with me, he texted his husband. There was no reply. Crowley hated silence. He hated being ignored. Mostly, he hated how poorly he reacted to being ignored, which, in this case, was to send a ridiculous amount of duck pictures to Zira over the next ten hours while he spent the rest of the day in Glasgow researching spells. It was an abysmal thing to do to someone who had asked for time and space, and yet Crowley just couldn't stop. Part of him was in a panic, praying that something he'd send would make the angel smile. 
If he ever stopped to really think about it, he might have concluded that he was feeling guilty about what he had to do, but he'd have to save that sort of introspection for his next cleaning spree.